All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo, the vet of the group, the shack of the of the Kobe. Joined again as I am every week with the brains behind that operation, the the traveling queen, the future PhD. I can't think of any more praises to give you, but just yeah, please stop. My homie, <laughs> young SJ. How you feeling this week? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. Um, not doing too bad. How are you feeling? Uh, I can't complain. I can't complain at all. Um, it's hot as hell. Literally, it's hell outside right now. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's a, uh, it's an adventure down here in Texas. Work is work. I got to buy a car in the next 72 hours so and that's a stressful process and um that's it i can't complain man and even if i do ain't nobody listening well sounds stressful and hot um yeah it's been okay-ish here in terms of the weather um actually high 70s low 80s which is great because I've been tired of the 90 degree and close to 90 degree weather. So yeah, um, I'm not jealous of that. Oh, okay. So young SJ, I, uh, I have, we ain't got shit to talk about really as far as the Mavs. I guess Derrick Jones Jr. signing became official. I ain't gonna hold you. I thought that shit was official weeks ago, right? But it's official, official now. Um, we already discussed it. Um, nothing really has happened in FIBA basketball except shit, the USA is running over everybody basically. Um, Jalen Brunson hooping, Ant hooping, Triple J is hooping. They hooping. I, I like that team. Your boy Austin Reeves is hooping, you know. Word on the street is uh he's impressed people in camp, you know. I'm sure you're happy to hear that. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like, we can kind of, I guess, do a little something personal because we've been, we've been doing this a little over two years now, right? And the name of the pod is 21 going on 77. We started this when you was 21. It's kind of play on your age and I'm old shit. So uh, just to give any new listeners, because shit, we actually probably have a lot now. Um, I'm low-key old enough to be SJ's dad, right? So kind of the whole theme of the show was it's two people dramatically, well, not dramatically, but different generations. They both love basketball. And we get on this joint and we discuss it. Sometimes we argue. Ironically enough, we agree a lot more than I feel we should sometimes. But all in all, that was like the idea of the show when we conjured this Joker up. But I think because I'm old, people assume you old. <laughs> so, SJ, tell the people how old you are and, and elaborate why people may think you're older than what you are. Yeah, I just wanted to clear that up because, I mean, I feel like, one, I don't talk too much about you know personal stuff that's just for 
just overall protection reasons. Um, it's why I do not like go by my full name, even though, you know, quite a few people know it. I have said it publicly, um, even though I'm pretty sure that tweet has been deleted by now. But um, I don't post it just because my name is sort of like a big part of what I do like professionally and people are crazy at the end of the day if you they don't agree with you with what you say they start looking up your personal info you know employer info I've seen it happen firsthand so just to protect myself I don't do that too much however I feel like I've been pretty transparent about how old I actually am and I am yes I'm 23 um almost 24 um really I turned 24 um soon in about a month um but yeah i i probably seem older because obviously i talk about being in grad school a couple years in grad school you know i'm about to be in my third year so um it might seem kind of crazy but no um just to open that up a bit more no i um skipped a couple grades uh and i graduated high school at 16 and then i went to college at 16 graduated college at about 20 and then took a gap year and then went right into grad school um hence me being 23 about three years in so um yeah that's that's it it's not um i'm not lying there's no me really secretly being like 32 years old or something no i'm really 23 it's just that um quite frankly i'm pretty fucking smart so (laughs) that's just um what it comes down to so yeah um i am 23 so i i think i'm just clearing that up because i think yeah quite a pe- quite a few people recently have been kind of like oh i didn't know that so to clear up any confusion yes i am that old yeah you ain't that smart you bet you went double or nothing on the uh uh aces and liberty the other night so you need to stop gassing yourself up too much. Man. First of all, you started, you introduced the whole situation and lost that for, there's nothing more embarrassing than losing the first bet while you were the one that suggested it. So I suggest you pipe down grandfather. Grandfather. Okay. You know, low key. Hey, I, I dead ass got a cousin that I'm like a year older than that is legitimately a grandmother. That's, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day, but. That shit kind of <laughs> wild. Anyway, um, what are we gonna talk about? You you wanna you wanna hit on the W first? What topic you wanna hit on first? Cause yeah, let's let's. I mean, since we just mentioned the W, let's hit the W real quick, and then we could talk about um the Harden drama. Okay, so all right, anyone that knows, I don't really talk about the WNBA on the timeline that often, cause. To keep it 100 with you, um, I am the casual of casuals. Uh, I paid attention to the WNBA when I was in college. The Detroit Shock won the, some championships. So I was invested back then. They left, and I just was like, okay, I don't have a team, so I just don't care about that sport anymore. Um, about, I don't know, shit, two years ago, I kind of started paying attention again. And I was like, I got to pick a team. You you can't really, you know, my no one from that went to my college is is good. No one, even the the ladies that went to 
the bandwagon college I root for in other sports are really any making the league. So I got to pick a team. And I just randomly picked the Las Vegas Aces because, like, they were really, really good and they lost. And I like some of their players. And then they, shit, won a championship. Asia Wilson kind of, you know, submitted herself as the the best player in the league. I'm not going to hold you. People say that. People say it's Stewie. That's one one or two, right? My favorite player is Chelsea Gray, and I'm going to go on about her later. But SJ is tapped in, right? She way more tapped in than I am. And I want to ask her some questions that will kind of serve because I don't think most people are tapped into the WNBA like that. And this the playoffs about to start, right? We went to get – it's the final stretch of the season. We got like, what, nine, ten games to go. And the playoffs about to pop off, so I guess just like a final stretch playoff primer, just league where it's at as a whole. Um, SJ, first question: Is there anybody breaking that Asia Wilson Brianna Stewart duo for best best player in the league anytime soon? Um, here's the thing. I think right now the best three players in the league, like you said, Asia Stewie, one A one B to me. I've always said that. Um, if you have a one two there, it just depends on your taste. Um, I feel like it's really splitting hairs with them. Um, and the third best player this season has been Alyssa Thomas. Um, and in the sense of if we're talking about play and also, you know, leading your team to wins, Alyssa is definitely up there, but. Um, you know, she's been um, kind of like ridiculous in the sense of um, there's this scoring kind of boom in the WNBA NBA right now. A lot of records are being broken. Um, Alyssa Thomas right now is going crazy with the triple doubles. It's reminiscent of not Russ's MVP season, but one of his first um, one of his later triple double years. Um, but not in the sense that obviously it's not it's not on that caliber in terms of intensity um volume and all that but in the context of the w it's just been you know amazing what she's been able to do this season um however in terms of asians too when they really lock in and um you know start dominating i i think they're those two are in their you know own class right now and I mean, I've seen people take strides, like I mentioned, Alyssa Thomas, but, you know, she's kind of on the older end, not to say that she's not going to get, you know, better at all, but, like, she's done growing in the sense that she's who who she is. So you look to some of the younger, because Asians, they just hit their perm. They're, like, um, I believe Stewie's, like, maybe 28. Asia's, like, 26, 27. So they're, like, really just now hitting their primes. Um, I think you look at Satu, um, in Dallas, I really like her game. She stepped up as pretty much a top five player um, this season, in my opinion. Um, she's been fantastic to me, the best player on the wings um, this season. I know Arike, you know, she's the girl, you know, um, go-to, you know, scorer. But I think Satu, her all-around game, um, she's really coming into her own. And she just needs to stay healthy. So I could see her, you know, coming into the fray. You know, Brittany Griner is always a threat there um but again with everything that's going on with her you know we don't know if she's gonna get back to really that dominant um level that she's been at elena deladon is another one whose name you know is always in the conversation for best player in the league um she has a like injury bug a bit so you hope she can put together a healthy season because when she 
um, is healthy. She's probably top three, like objectively, like a fully healthy Alin Deladon. She's right there with um, Stu and Asia, first um, W player to be in the 50-40-90 club, um, if, if you didn't know. So she's always a threat. But, you know, again, last few seasons, she's just been super injured. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are the names off the top of my head. You have the rookie, Aaliyah Boston, who's – if you look at her, like her rookie season where it lines up, it's with all the greats, you know, all the literally top W players of all time. So you would think she's also coming in the near future. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. I haven't even talked about, I mean, you know, there's always Sabrina, but I mean, my bias, I'm not going to say she's ever, I don't see her being like best in the league type of player. Um, best shooter hands down. Um, but best player, probably not. Um, but the W is budding with talent, but I think, yeah, right now, Asian Stewie, they're like the cream of the crop. They're the cream of the crop. All right. Second question I have. Um, you know, bases, they've lost three, technically four, but that shit don't count. Commissioner's Cup don't count. Um, they win it all. Where do you think they rank within the context of the greatest teams of all time? Or is it one of those things you got to sit and let it marinate for a little bit to process? Listen, I've been saying all season that they are like a top three team of all time. And I mean, right now, uh, with the losses that they had to us, um, you could see some holes there. But I mean, I like if I'm speaking again, objectively, I feel like without Candace Parker yes that's where you can see a lot of the flaws and they're less deep and I mean um last night's game you know we had Kristen um I don't know if it's Kirsten Bell or Kristen Bell um I think it's Kirsten Bell she um provided great minutes but overall you know they're not as deep without um Candace Parker and I think with her they were like I think that complete team is one of the We're talking uh, an all-star, you know, starting lineup if, if Candace is healthy. Then off the bench, you have a pretty good center in, you know, Kia Stokes, especially as a backup, you know, solid is going to do the dirty work, set screens, all that, um, play defense. Um, and then you have Alicia Clark, who has been on, like, championship teams, contenders. Like, she's that one um, role player that's, like, just always on a championship team, <laughs> like, or always on a team that's, like – trying to make noise because teams seek her, you know, veteran leadership, her three, she's like three and D she's three and D um, and good player. She's there she's breaking them. She's breaking them shits last night. She was breaking them. She's been games, in a slump. Yeah. yeah. She's been in a little slump, but over usually she's good for Like if you leave her open in the corner, she's good for them shots, but yeah, she's been in a little slump, but um, usually she's on par. She was on, she was actually on them championship teams with, um, Brianna Stewart in um Seattle. So yeah, she she knows what she's doing. But overall, I think fully healthy, yeah. They're they were scary. They whooped us up um that first matchup when they were fully healthy, but we were still, you know, getting our chemistry. I would have liked to see what we would have looked like with her in the lineup in the sense that to see where we measure up. Um but at the same time, um Candace, she's an older player, past her prime. This is one of the concerns. Um when you have some of these players, like, can they last a full season? You know, it's unfortunate, but um, I don't think it's super surprising. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's something that they should have um accounted for and not to say that they're hurting because i mean they've still been able to win game like she's been injured for a minute it hasn't been um it's not like it's something that happened super recently she's been on the lineup for a while so um they've adjusted and has still been winning games at a high rate which is why i um believe that they're one of the best teams like they have you know arguably the best player in the world and then you go down the list of best players in the league they have a couple of them like how many top 10 players like I know you won't be able to answer it, so I'm kind of asking um, open-ended here. But, like, they got, like, if you look at it, how many top 10 players do you think they have, you know, in one lineup? Like, it's arguable. Like, you're talking about Chelsea Gray, undoubtedly a top 10 player in the league, especially after that um, playoff run that she just had. Like, I don't want to hear any lists, you know, if Chelsea's not in the top 10. And granted, I haven't really thought about a list, so this is me going off the top of my head. But, you know, Kelsey has to be in the conversation. Jackie Young, the season she's had, um, she has to be in the conversation. You know, Plum is probably on the fringes in the conversation. Um, like, that's just a lot of, and like I said, Alicia Clark, um, she's probably sixth woman of the year. Even if she's not doesn't have your vote, she better be in your top three. So, like, they just have a really um, well-rounded team, and it's it's really fun to watch them sometimes. Like, it's like the Warriors, where they were, they're blowing teams out. Like I said, this recent stretch when they've played us, obviously, um, it's been the other way around, but, and even last night was kind of a close game up until the end when they went on the run, but um, we are also a team on the other side that has multiple all-stars and stuff. Um, Compared to, like, the other teams in the league, they just beat teams' asses. Like, if you turn on an Aces game, like any random aces game they're probably up like 15 <laughs> like they're probably up 15 20 like that's just how their games are it's like the warriors um in their like heyday where they were just up 20 all the time so yeah um fun team to watch but you know my liberty i still feel like them without candace parker we could beat them in a series we, we can so we'll see yeah we, we shall see mm-hmm. we shall see we will see mm-hmm um, I guess my final question, and this is just on some fan shit. You kind of already hit around it. Ain't gonna hold you, Chelsea Gray. First off, you know kind of what my shit is. Like whenever players level up in the playoffs that were already good, shame havers. Even if you go back to the game, was it Tuesday night or Monday night? Either way, whatever night. Well, that Tuesday was, night. Tuesday night. She's the only one with shame, bro. Yeah, they was yeah. out there folding. They was out there folding. When I see that, I, that archetype of player, a man, woman, whatever, is my shit. Like, hey, when everybody else folding, everybody else shit looking bleak. Don't worry, I'm here. Even if y'all ain't got it, I'm not. I mean, I don't even know if I can say it in this context. I'm not going out like a hoe. Like we, I'm getting these buckets. Look, whatever y'all got going on, I'm going out on my shield. She always went out. Go From what I've seen, I can't speak for her career before the last two years because I wasn't paying attention. She goes out on her shield. Like, and the the, the level of shot making that she had in the, uh, in the playoffs last year was literally unprecedented. And it wasn't like, uh, you know, butt naked. Like, no, she's just mid-range mastery. Midi in hand in her, like, dotting. I'm talking, like, (laughs) hands in her face, dot. Like, just a dot. (laughs) Every single time. Fam, and I I watch that shit, and it's just like, 
I, every time she shoots the ball, I think that shit is going in. Dead ass. Well, we were saying her regression game is coming, and it never did. I've never, <laughs> ever seen anything. Like, at least Booker. The closest I've seen to that was Booker Um, this past postseason run. But even then, by the end, like, he finally, like, finally slowed down. She never did. <laughs> like, she never did. <laughs> She's kept getting buckets. It did, yeah. like, her regular season efficiency got even fucking better this year. So it's like... She's went off in the playoffs and just kept hoping. I know you said she was top ten, and I, I that's more of something I wanted to wanted to say. Like I don't have a list. I can't even speak on it because I did. I watch one team. I watch less than half the games, and I only know. You know, to me, man, I'm not gonna be like people be on NBA Twitter and like only watch highlights and watch. Hell, I don't even think a lot of people even watch the Mavs every game. I in my heart of hearts, I really don't believe that. I'm not going to do that. I I admit it. I'm here to admit it. But I think she's great. She's my favorite player on the team. Like, when I watch them and I'm emotionally invested in them winning or losing when it is a close game, in my mind, I'm like, give her the ball, get the fuck out the way. Uh, and I know, you know, Asia is the best player or whatever, but I know how I feel as a fan. Like, I give it to her. Yeah, Chelsea's the engine at the end of the day. She's the one that who gets the ball to Asia. It's Chelsea. Chelsea's usually getting the ball to Asia. So yeah, no, everything it goes through Chelsea. It's it's really like Asia's the best player, but Chelsea's like the steady like okay, you got you need to calm down, get the ball to Chelsea, she'll calm everybody down, you know, like that type of thing. Um, and she'll make the decision. So um yeah, I mean you're right in that, yeah. I her being your favorite player i could listen like she could be if somebody says she's top five too i would i wouldn't even blink that's how good of a player she is in her okay is she, okay that, that's where i was going at. i was like am i yeah I, obviously if someone is not tapping and i'm like am i gassing her because yeah, no she she's won a championship before um the ace she was the only one on that um team that won a championship before i believe she won one with the sparks um with, with candace um okay. so she won with candace already um and not ish. I don't want to say it's an issue, but Chelsea's thing before then is that she just didn't shoot enough. <laughs> that was the thing. She just didn't shoot the ball enough. So she got to the aces and didn't shoot anymore. And you see this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just that she didn't shoot enough. Um, where you wanted somebody to shoot enough. And now, obviously, like you said, give her the ball and get out the way. So yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That's that's just what I wanted to hear. We can wrap it up from there. I just wanted to give her praise. Oh, no, 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 no. So my two favorite players uh, in Loki, she she on your team. I don't really mess with all your team because uh, I already know who you're I'm about to say. Her. You love her. I love her. Hey, Maureen, I, I enjoy watching her play basketball, bro. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody falls in love with I'm telling you, just watch her play. Yeah. You're probably going to you're not probably you're probably yeah, you're probably gonna be become a fan. Like yeah. watch her play. Like she's just it's the flair, like every pass has to be a you know, some sort of special delivery type pass. Like every shot, like the release is so quick. She's taking, you know, leaners, contested, you know, like one footer is like that's just how she plays and he was the best player on the court tuesday night and they would yeah commissioners if it wasn't for her in my opinion last night 
Yeah, 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 she was, I mean, she, that's another one where she just needs to, at least in the W, she needs to shoot more, like, when she's in the EuroLeague, like, look at her re resume, like, it's all EuroCup MVPs and EuroLeague MVP, like, Final Four MVPs, mm. because she's that girl, like, when she's overseas, they call her the French, you know, Steph Curry, and, you know, well, like, that, the, that the, shit's appropriate. And I was about to say, yeah, the nickname, you know, some people say, oh, that's disrespectful. No, watch her play. Uh, she, like, actually kind of, she plays like him. Oh, like, yeah. No, that shit's appropriate, Jack. Exactly. Like, where she's shooting from, how she's shooting the shot she's taking, and, like, her rainbow shot, and it just be cash. Like, obviously, she's not as accurate and stuff like that, obviously. But, like, for a comparison, that's not, like crazy if we're talking about when, play when, style. when she gets it it's like you know we we was able to watch both games and it's just like dog when you see it swing to her i just put my hands on my head my sons were uh watching the games with me and i, I mean you know i'm maybe i'm a shit parent but i got caught slipping i started cussing as soon as it swung to her in the corner he's like dad why did you cuss and i'm like damn it she open again and she catch that bitch <laughs> And I, that's, that's, it's just, man, I, I never think she gonna miss if she open. Now she do, she do be jacking some shit up sometimes. Like yeah, she, the heat checks, do, but you know, you do, have to she, live with that. Yeah. Right, that, that's the name of the game. But anyway, I, I wanted to shout her out because I, I love watching her play unless she playing the aces and she's costing me money, <laughs> which she did on Tuesday night. Um, Moving on. I ain't gonna hold you. I forget what the next topic was. Harden. How could you oh, forget? Boy, boy. Thank you, SJ. I wanna I, I don't even have a rant about it per se. I just we do need to discuss it. So they what do you think happened, SJ? Before I get into my rant, what do you actually think happened with the James Harden opt out sign hop opt out? to just the right amount to sign PJ Tucker and who who was the other dude? Uh, Daniel fucking house, bro. When you Daniel say those names, when you line it up like that, that sounds crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> when you line it up like that, that sounds insane. But yes, PJ Tucker and Daniel House. PJ Tucker Daniel House. Right, was a $15 million haircut? Yes. 15, yeah, okay. $15 million haircut. Yes. We all was like, okay. Daryl Morey was uh that's his man's literally the only reason why anybody thinks Daryl Morey is worth a damn as a GM is because he traded for Harden from OKC for in hindsight was some fuck shit it was like Kevin Martin I don't know a couple picks it, it was some bullshit yeah right? it was bullshit yeah and James Harden became one of the greatest players literally in NBA history afterwards so again when <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. Did you realize James Harden, that trade was like less than a year ago? The one to Philly? Yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Were you less than a year ago? That shit no, happened no. September of last year. You said to Philly? Yeah. Did it happen at a trade deadline? It happened, no, it happened at a trade deadline. They played in the playoffs. Oh, you you right. You're right. I'm tripping. Anyway, whenever. It was... It was not that it was like in 2022, okay? Yeah, regardless. The, yeah, the, point, it was in, the point is still made. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was in 2022, right? And it was just like, okay. They they went and traded him. And they, you know, I know Ben Simmons won playing or whatever. 
But Ben Simmons still, for whatever reason, had value. And they gave up other shit. Like, they gave up Seth. They gave up they gave up a bunch of shit. Uh, Drummond. Like, it basically gutted the... the kind of gutted the Nets when that trade went through, if you will. Uh, I mean, it gutted kind of their, their death when they traded them dudes to the Nets or whatever. I don't know, man. What do you think of, like... Do you think he pulled the okie doke on him? Like, who do you think is wrong, or is everybody wrong? This is a situation where everybody is wrong, and I'm wary of reporting that tries to paint Harden as the sole bad guy. Um, same way I'm wary of the reporting that just paints just the Sixers as or Maury as just being completely fucked up. Because at the end of the day, both parties are at fault here, right? In the sense that. We talk about the pay cut, and that's where things really started. Like, I mean, you could argue things started from when they, um, you know, traded for him, but whatever. They traded for him. Um, then he didn't sign the extension. Like, that was agreed upon by both sides. So still on the same page where you get him. The extension is, is not really talked about, not really negotiated, and that's fine with both parties. It is when we get to the off season <laughs> is where it got tricky because again James Harden had a it was like a 44 million dollar close to a 45 million dollar player option and he was clearly convinced by somebody um in to opt out of that and take 15 million dollars less at least in that first year um because an another option not just opting into that 44 million but also he could have negotiated like a longer term contract extension but uh, you know, Sixers didn't do that. They said, hey, James, do us a favor, you know, let us do this. And obviously, it's also a help you help me kind of thing. Like, obviously, they're tr- they were doing it in order for the team to get better. And that obviously helps James because he's trying to also contend for a championship in the in addition to getting his money. Um, however, they were still on the same page at a point where James saw whatever vision they were selling him. He accepted and he signed that contract um, to take less money. Now we fast forward to now where it's a huge issue. And honestly, if you don't think that um, Harden was promised something and that's why he's um, mad, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You just hate Harden. Like, object- objectively, you can deduce that he took the pay cut with the expectation of something coming back his way in the future and where Harden is like obviously right there you can say okay Maury and them are wrong you know Maury's wrong especially from a friend on a friend level because at the end of the day yes it's a general manager president of basketball operations whatever the fuck he is I think he's president of basketball operations but um whether it's that kind of relationship, president of basketball operations, just as a player, they're friends at the same time too. So your friend lying, especially over money, money breaks up friendships all the time. Let's let's get real. Um, so this is an instance where Maury is wrong, but at the same time, James, you are how many years into the league, bro? You're like what? This is year fifteen or something like that, or you're going into year fifteen. You cannot be this naive. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that you. Take the pay. You let them convince you to take a pay cut. I always say, do not leave any money on the table. But 
However, you're trying to be a good sport. You take a pay cut. And sometimes guys say they want to take a pay cut. And then maybe it's like a million dollars too. No, he took 15 M's. I'm like, yes, he has endorsements and shoe deals and all that. But at the same time, 15 M's is 15 M's, bro. And if you were in his tax bracket, um, that shit would still matter to you. But you let them convince you to do that. And then you're holding some arbitrary, you know, promise. Because at the same, you know, you can't get that um legalized because deals like that are prohibited by the nba so you're going off this kind of arbitrary like promise that you are going to get your money and you know people on the side of philly saying oh yeah um they don't want to like you know bid against themselves of course that's exactly what happened however Harden, people are saying like he was never going to get the money elsewhere. And I've seen reporting saying that Harden opted in not because he expected to be traded because he wasn't getting the money elsewhere. I think it's a both things can be true scenario. He expected to get the money from Philadelphia. It does not matter where else. Like people are saying, oh, he wasn't getting the money from anywhere else. That does not matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that matters. He was expecting to get that money from Philly. Philly was supposed to chalk it up. And Daryl Morey, for whatever reason, we can deduce that he made, he put Harden under the impression that he was going to get that money. If you were straightforward, this probably doesn't happen. This nastiness that's coming from Harden probably doesn't happen. Because again, like we said, Harden can show his ass in Brooklyn. He didn't have no loyalty to any of them dudes in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like he was friends with Katie and Kyrie and all that. But between Kevin not playing, and Kyrie also not playing because he had his, um, you know, personal shit um going on being a distraction. Like he like it was easy for Harden to show his ass in um Brooklyn. Um, when Harden was showing his ass in Houston, Daryl Morey was not there. If <laughs> you remember, he was not there. Daryl Morey had dipped out. Um, it was Raphael Stone and all that that Harden was really showing his ass with. So the fact that he's doing this with Maury, like it to me doesn't strike as random. Like clearly he was told something. So I mean, it's bad on Maury to to like at the same time where I think Maury himself is a bit naive and maybe too um um filled with too much hubris in this moment because you know who your friend is, Harden. So. To think you can just um, pull one over on him kind of thing and think he'd be okay with that is where Daryl Morey made the mistake. Because right now, he's about to make everybody uncomfortable. And people could bring up that rule. I know people are talking about new CBA. It's not a new CBA rule. So I feel like if you're going to talk about it, you got to get that correct first. <laughs> that is, it's been kind of a thing. But because this situation in particular hasn't happened where it's a guy on the last year of their deal really willing to really fuck it up like this. Um, it wasn't relevant, but that, I mean, that's, to me, people are really harping on it. I feel like there's an easy-ass loophole to that. Like, it's just, like, especially with Harden's injury history, like, all he got to do is saying that hammy, I'm feeling a bit sore, and then that's that. <laughs> you know, that's the end of that. Like, they can't, um, or even if you show up in the court, and you, do you guys remember how Harden looks when he does not want to try on the court? Like Philly's not gonna win no games like that anyway. So like, NFL players do that shit all the time. They want a new contract. They, you know, they got this. uh, The new NFL CBA made it to where it's really, it's really hard for them dudes to hold out. So they hold. It's called holding in. You show up. Oh man, my back hurt. Oh man, my hamstring ain't ain't. It hurt. 
They do that shit all the time. So people are like, oh, the news, he can't do that. Like you said, it's a it's a fucking loophole right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he will take the loophole to the point where he is going to make it so they send him home. And once they send him home, it's no finding, you know, like, you know, it's no money really coming out of his pockets. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Um, and I'm very intrigued to see how it play plays out because Harden's not playing no games. Like this is like I've said it um like on the timeline, but I've never seen something this blatant. Like you know, in the sense that he's basically and he did a follow up interview when he got to the states. I don't know if you saw that one. Um, where they asked him where they yeah. like really. All right, and we back. Um, yeah, I did see the uh, uh, the interview where I think he's at like a charity baseball game or some shit like that. And um, yeah, dog, like all he gonna do, he just gotta show up in the fat suit. Like he showed, he didn't break no rules in Houston. He showed up in his fucking fat suit. He showed up late to training camp, but that rule people be putting out there, like. Bro, he didn't break that rule in Houston. He just showed up to training camp late, and then he showed up in the fat suit. I think the rule caused problems in practice. People forgot about that. Remember, they said, "Who was it?" Jay Sean Tate was pushing him and Boogie and Wall. Like he was causing problems. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, it, and I ain't the rule like you gotta show up. You have to show up by thirty days into the regular season. He's he's gonna be there, like. It's more toxic him showing up causing problems. It, it's any I don't know, man. I, I think he's gonna cause problems, but I do want to get this Daryl Morey rant off. Like Daryl Morey is a is I don't want to say he's a bad GM because he's made some solid moves, right? But you can't get in bed with this man, what, February uh, 18 months ago. And your best player is a dude who's as injured as often as he is. And fucking Joe B is going to be 30 this year. So, like, this is the last card that anyone has to play that he had to play. And he decided to play it for his, his, his mans? Like, bro, you know, you of all people know who James is. That's your friend. You know about his vices. He knows what James be doing. For real. He's always defended that shit. He's always shot him bail for that. So I get it. I'm sure the check he getting from the Sixers is, is heavy. So he realized, like, damn, James ain't the guy I thought he was, or he's really, you know, I have to break up with my guy, or I'm going to lose my job, so I'm doing what I have to do. Or low-key, what I think probably might have happened is I think the ownership group was like, hey, bro, ain't no way in hell you about to give him $150, $50 million of my money. Looking how he just looking the playoffs. I don't care what you promised him. Was it on paper? That could be the thing. That actually could be what's happening here. What do you think about that? I mean, that's interesting too. I mean, I haven't heard much about the Sixers owners, but I mean, I don't know. Are they the same group that um was there for the tanking years? No, um, no, no, think, right? Yeah, I think, I think. The dude who had the Illuminati parties, he was a part of that group. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, he yeah. just sold. So, well, no, the Illuminati guy was, I think, the part of the guys who bought him from 
the dudes that was there when they was tanking. But I think some of the guys are still there. I'm not a totally for sure, to be honest. Okay, yeah. I, I know the dude who threw the white party, and I guess the storm parties in summer league. I think he owned like 25% and he got out. I think he got out to buy a football team. I think uh I think they, I think he is part of the ownership group for the commanders or Redskins or whatever the football team in Washington is. I forget. But either way, like I think it's a different ownership group. I think he would have been along with it because obviously he'd be partying with them dudes, but hell, partying with James Harden specifically. But I think the new ownership group is like, bro, you because you gotta think about it. You pay James all that money, you kind of stuck. But my issue with it is this was all foreseeable. And what the fuck are they gonna do? What's what's the pivot? There's no, There's they, no they, pivot. Yeah. It's hoping, I mean, the only thing that can really save them is if Maxi just turns into like us us one of them top fifteen, top twenty guys. Um, and do you have faith in him to do that in one season? We don't know. Um, and I mean, you're, I mean, that, that's an interesting, I feel like theory for real with, um, you know, with pretty much the ownership kind of blocking any, any sort of contract. Um, oh, uh, and I, that's nothing I've heard. That's literally just me. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, but I mean, at the same time, right. This is where Harden also being naive is where I feel like comes into play because, again, you're in a as much as you're cool with Maury, like the Sixers environment is still like that. It's a new environment for you. Like even if you got a lot of ties to the organization, it's still new in a sense. It's not Houston where you like he really did whatever he wanted because that was his franchise. Philly is not your franchise, James. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not yours. So um, him expecting, uh, especially as an aging star, him expecting money later down the line is where I feel like he's naive. As an aging star, you always take your money now. It's why when pe- people are talking about Dame this, Dame that, Dame did what's best for him. Dame took all his money <laughs> now because he knows. Granted, he's still playing at an elite level. Um, but at the same time, money is not guaranteed when you're later in your, um, you know, career, because again, later in your career, is not just about your play declining. It's also about your health. You know, we're talking about our Harden and injuries. Like when Harden was in Houston, we weren't talking about Harden, the word Harden and the word injuries was really in the same sentence because, um, Harden was a tank. Harden played games, like Harden played games in, in, his years there, and then he got to Brooklyn. That one huge hamstring injury again. Now it's a now it's um something that bugs him. You know what I'm saying? So I just think um later in your career is just no guarantees. So thinking that um you were just gonna have all this money locked up for you in some arbitrary promise is extremely naive, and it's just something that you don't see or should expect from a 14 15 year year vet in the league especially one that you know has superstar status knows how these things work and i know you you know he didn't have an agent for a lot of those years and all that maybe 
that could be a source of why he, you know, because prior to this, you know, James Harden goes into any meeting and it, the talk is max contract. You know what I'm saying? Like he's getting maxes every money he's owed typically. But now when you get into the later years where you got to talk about your money, you got to, you know, negotiate it out. He, it's not looking good. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like James just cannot be so naive, but also I get people don't like him, but you have to be objective objective in the fact that as an exec, when you're dealing with, you got to understand the egos and understand the people that you're dealing with. This is why, the, you know, you look at a situation that could have been similar um, in the, well, similar, but also not really in the sense um, us with Kyrie, where we acquired him, you know, in the sense that it wasn't, we weren't at the top of business, but we got him and it was time to talk about money and money was a reason why he was so upset with his former team because they were trying to do too much with his contract that he, that he didn't appreciate. Now you come fast forward with um, him being with us and now you see um, the delicacy with which we kind of um, dealt with him. And in the sense that, um, they, like I said, they could have been in the same boat, but Kyrie got his money in the sense that he got a little bit more than it, and he was able to negotiate that um that third year. Um, but Harden just didn't. Again, he his pride, whether it was his pride that he didn't want to negotiate um down. Really, he was just I'm expecting the max, and you guys didn't give me the max, and I'm mad, and that's kind of tantrum. But you also have to think like what were the Sixers even offering? Like, what did the negotiations, like, I know they didn't officially, officially start negotiations, but, like, a number was, you know, clearly talked about, which is why Harden's upset that it's not close to the number he was expecting. And then people talk about the Houston thing. Well, oh, why would Philly give him a max if he was talking about going back to Houston? I th- I believe that the, the sequence of events was were a bit different. Because, yes, the offseason signals when you can talk about contracts and stuff. But with your guys, again, with Maury and Harden being friends and stuff, I feel like talks about what he would get paid in the future started well, well, well before the playoffs, well before the offseason. So I feel like Harden was getting the vibe that he was not going to get his money, which is why he started to look at Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't just, oh, yeah, he wanted to play it in his yeah, own way. Uh, like, yeah, like uh, he uh, probably he, caught the win that yeah. he was not going to get his money. So he started the Houston leverage thing. And obviously, when they went a different direction, it fucked him. Yes, that's what happened. But I don't think it was a he just randomly wanted to go back to Houston. And then that made Philly mad and Philly didn't extend. No, I, I think that way just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it that's he probably was just trying to use Houston's leverage to get them to pay up. But I guess my question I have is, what if he? Because I guess he left fifteen million dollars on the table, and in a world, James Harden would have got some money from somebody. I don't know if he would have got thirty-five million, but he would have got a nice chunk of change from somebody. And like, what would have Philly have done? if he did opt out and go somewhere for free, they would have paid him, right? So that's kind of my question. Did they lie to him when he opted in? Was it another lie? What do you think? I I just don't know. I feel like 
I feel like that's why, because I was even confused last year. Like, I was pretty confused when he, like, opted out of that bread. Um, And then them saying that he was going to sign an extension. I was like, okay. I was surprised it was a one plus one. And I was thinking, wow, that's a good deal for Philly. Like, in, in all of that, that did not look like a good deal for James. <laughs> like, I was just like, wow, this contract is great for Philly. Because, like I said, at that, at his age, I thought it would have been something for longer, like, you know, more guaranteed money, a longer-term deal. Um, and the fact that it was a one-plus-one, um, I was like, okay, well, it's clearly just a one-year pay cut, and then he's going to sign that max the following year. Like, that's what everyone assumed, because that looked like the case. You know what I'm saying? You signed the one-plus-one, you helped them out in the first year, and then the next year, I opt out. And you signed me to, you know, um, a long-term extension at a higher number. Like, that Like that just looked like what the case was, you know, and that's what James was expecting. And clearly it didn't happen like that in the sense that now we're here to the part where he was supposed to opt out and get the money. They didn't want to. So he opted back in with the expect- expectation that, again, they were going to um, – something else that they probably told him and something else that he's mad about because here's the thing. James had been, and it's something he said in the um that second interview too, that he had been patient all summer, and this like these outbursts didn't ha- like start until like yes he posts like some things on Instagram blah, blah blah, but these like direct outbursts didn't start until Woj like got the news that Philly was not going to trade him. Like, Philly was just going to keep James. That's when James got super mad because now he's probably thinking, okay, I opted and won because I'm not going to get my bird, obviously, but also I want to leave Philadelphia. Um, and they tell him, okay, yeah, we're going to work with you because that was the reporting. Like, the, that had been consistent that the Sixers were working with James to trade him. And then now it's like, okay, never mind. We're going to keep you and try to make this thing work. I can also see why now you're double mad. You know what I'm saying? You were already lied to about your money. Now you just wanted to leave, you know, leave it all behind. And now you can't even get to do that. I can also see, yes, why you're upset. And people talking about this, well, he could have just opted out and, well, just please stop. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> like, that's just, that's like, star, like, these stars aren't going to free agency like this no more. Like, um like who was he going to leave and sign with once houston pivoted really like who's he leaving to go sign with like come on like that's just not happening no more um and like guys are just not trying to lose their bird rights you know what i'm saying like it's it's why christian wood i know he was so upset that it didn't work out in dallas because the sense that now your bird rights are going to shit his bird rights are like you know what i'm saying like it's just gone and now he has to build um more with a new team like that's a pretty i personally feel like that's a little underrated like um when you look at these moves and stuff like that like guys really aren't trying to lose their bird rights um they're not um because then your money is lost with it too really because teams again aren't like teams really aren't hoarding cap space like that's why at philly they kind of look foolish now with their wanting flexibility and granted no hardened package right now especially that clippers package horrible horrible i i understand why they just don't want to take it but at the same time you're hoarding cap space to to sign who like you mentioned the free agents earlier like clay's prop that clay's extended with golden state like i'm pretty confident about that so you can't even include clay in there and then who is it siakam does siakam want to come play with Embiid? am i moved by siakam and Embiid? not really 
Um, and then you talk about who's who's the next one. Um, I don't even know. Pascal was the only Pascal person. Clay, and it was somebody. Oh, Harden. Harden is the third one, really third star. So there's no one out there moving the needle, and I think they understand. Like Harden was supposed to work. He was their like kind of last. I don't want to say last chance in such um. You know, because NBA moves so quickly, one star says, hey, get me the Embiid, you know, and then now they're making shit shake again. But, I mean, I just think this ends ultimately in Embiid leaving. That's just, like, Harden was supposed to work. Like, I feel like Harden was kind of the last nail in the Embiid era a little bit, and him not working is just going to be filled with, I feel like these last couple years of Embiid era in Philly is just going to be, them trying to throw together a makeshift team um, with some makeshift dudes and be doing a lot of hard carrying for them to go absolutely nowhere. And then, you know, the request is going to come and then he's going to, you know, move on. I, th- I feel like that's exactly how it's shaping up to end. Yeah. And it's probably best for Embiid because I don't know if Embiid is the way he plays as a number one is going to work to win a championship. So if he could go somewhere and do a little bit less of that and be somebody's number two, he probably is better served by that. But I just need Daryl Morey out the paint. And I just can't figure out how he – I've heard – it's funny, the only journalist or Bomani Jones and uh, – I forget, Amin El-Hassan. Those are the only two people to point out, like, hey, man, how you trade all this shit for this dude 18 months ago and now you don't want to pay him talking about cap space? Like, that sounds crazy to me. And I'm just ready for the Daryl Morey. I'm tired of him getting uh, being Teflon. And, well, you know, Daryl Morey, he's only going to trade four stars. Like, well, let's see how he, let's see what star he gets out of this one. And it's also going to be interesting if the ownership don't pack him up because, bro, he's turned over the entire roster and the coach twice uh, since he's been the GM, right? He first got the GM. They fired, uh, what's my man's name, Brett Brown. They hired Doc. Then they brought in, they turned over the entire roster except for Joel. They are no closer, and arguably because Joel's older and Every there's there's Maxi and I think Maxi's a very good player. I like Maxi quite a bit. I do, but I, Philly fans better really like him because he's gonna be he's gonna have the keys to the franchise. I give it I give it a year. I think this is Joel Embiid's unless some miracle happens. I think this is Joel Embiid's last year in Philly because he's only gonna have two years on his deal after this, and that's when it's like all right. I'm not seeing. I think he can sign another extension after this summer. And if they, if he ain't signing it, if he ain't happy, you kind of got to trade him. Especially if y'all ain't really want it. But we shall see. Um, You know, I do think James is kind of naive, but the one person who's let him do whatever was uh, Maury. So I, I understand why he believed him. But at the same time, man, don't you ever take a picture. It would be different if it was like, I don't know, some superstar that was taking a pay cut. It was like, you know, they was he was taking a haircut to get Kyrie to come. But that man took a haircut for P.G. Washington. 
I mean, PJ Tucker and Daniel House, like that's 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 so crazy. When I say I don't even remember Daniel House playing. Like, was he even in a rotation by the end of the season? Barely. Yeah. That's that's so crazy with hindsight. But anyway, enough of Harden. Um, man, I, I can't think of nothing else. There's one topic we were talking about that I forgot. Uh, Auras. What'd you say? Isn't it Aura time? Aura, the Aura. <laughs> we're doing this for the Mavs, though. This this one is just for the Mavs team. We're about to... And really, it could just be me ranking and you just saying yes or no. Like, if you think yes or no, you don't have to put So, I got I to gotta admit this. You know, I am the lead, I am very, very comfortable with my sexuality, right? I am. But I got to be honest with you. I don't have the eye for the aura, right? Like, when I was a little kid, Michael Jordan did look cool. The bull in the bull's uniform, I guess that's the, the first guy I would say. I kind of get it with, but I ain't gonna lie. Like, I guess SGA is a handsome guy. That's what y'all tell me, but, and I I see people say it, but I don't, I'd, he, I, how can I explain this? He don't look no cooler to me than any other good player. Does that make sense? I don't understand why his aura is so much stronger than anybody else's, because I don't know if I got the eye for it no more. Yeah, you probably don't. Now, with that being said, I am a, you know, I'm very comfortable with my masculinity. I am a straight man, and I'm not going to hold you. Fucking Asia Wilson, on the other end, she has that aura, bro. She look cool. She wear the one leg sleeve. She got the other short joint hiked up. Like, she fucking looks cool when she playing basketball in comparison to the other ladies in the WNBA. Do you agree, yes or no, to that statement? Yes, I do believe Asia has aura. Yeah. yeah, so I get it, and I don't know, and I swear, I am not someone who is like, oh, he man's hyper-masculine. No, I can tell if a dude is cut up and chiseled. I can tell if women probably find that dude attractive, but I just don't, I like the SGA thing throw me for a loop, because he just look like, he, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe he ain't my type. I can't call it. <laughs> Well, we're going to be doing it for the Mavericks. Um, and yeah, we can to make this yeah seamless and easy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you what I think, and then you could just say if you agree or not. I feel like that's um easier. This um, is wild. I can't believe we're doing this, but let's do it. <laughs> we are. Shout out, Jazz. Um, you you wanted to hear it. The people wanted to hear it. And yeah, next week I talked about it a bit on the TL. Um, but we are going to probably open up. Some you know mailbag questions and stuff, and do all that to keep churning out this content for you all. But um, going back to auras. So I mean, I think I'm gonna start with the ones. So I'm doing current roster, like all the guys on our roster right now. Um, official signings. I'm not gonna do obviously training camp dudes, two way dudes. That's out of it. And I'm gonna say the rookies are out of it too. So um, yeah, I'm leaving Derek Lively, Omax, because they haven't played a game yet, and I feel like also on the court like how you play um kind of um is pretty much a factor in this so they haven't played an nba game yet so they're out of it um so i'm gonna start with the dudes that i just do not think have any or at all um i listen i'm sorry mr i I hate to start with you but mr exum (laughs) um you are going in no 
no oralist. Um, I just think, I mean, he French man. French dudes is is supposed to be cool and smooth, ain't they? Tony Parker was knocking off women's wives. Ain't he Australian? Oh shit, you right. You are right. I am <laughs> you wild. thinking of Frank? Damn. You thinking, thinking of Frank? Frank. I, they do the same shit. My bad. Yeah, My bad. but I mean, he's. I mean, as a player, he's okay. A little awkward on the court. Um, but he's he's just yeah, no aura, no aura. Sorry. Um, another guy, Derek Jones Jr. I just think. He's a dunker, um, and even with the dunks, he doesn't have he doesn't really have much personality on the court. And then um I personally don't think he's um like all that attractive and stuff. And when we talk about aura, right? I wanna clear this up too. Like yes, attractiveness is a part of it, but I don't think it's um it's 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 not as um kind of intertwined as people like to make it seem like so, and you'll get what I mean in a second when I tell you this other guy who has no aura. You'll probably be surprised on my answer. But remember what I just said. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't think he has aura. As much as he's the number one face card, very attractive. Y'all know I really like his face. Duh, but in terms duh. of overall basketball aura, like, there's, it, he has potential. Like, he's on the bubble um, of aura. <laughs> But he just he looks awkward sometimes, especially when he's running the break and trying to dribble. He looks weird. <laughs> like he's just um no. He ain't he ain't got no wiggle, bro. And this is he Tim Hardaway no Jr.'s son. And it's so crazy that he has no wiggle. Yeah. Like But attractiveness just... is putting him on the bubble. Dog. Dog. My um like my wife don't pay attention to basketball at all. She don't know who nobody is. But I can tell when she finds someone attractive because I'll be watching the game. She'll walk past the room or she'll walk room and she'll be minding her business, you know, telling me something. This nigga Tim was at the free throw line. She said, who is that? I said, oh my God. Get this dude out of here, man. Get this dude out of here. Like, Tim, I've never heard a woman know who Tim Hardaway Jr. is of all race, nationality, whatever, and not fold. So that's funny to hear that he don't have no aura. But that is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but he's on the bubble. So yeah, let me let me I shouldn't have even said him first because the, the tier goes from no aura to on the bubble. Um, but I have a few no more like no aura guys. Um Dwight Powell, I'm sorry. He he looks another one that looks awkward. Like I think, you know, he dresses well, all that, but and his his physique is not too bad in the sense that he has a very long torso. <laughs> um, he's very like chiseled and stuff. But no, Dwight Powell, he slaps the rebound. He looks goofy at times. Yeah, like he 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 swaggerless. He yeah he's swaggerless. So he I'm afraid he has to go into no aura one. And another guy um, that I have to put in no aura is Grant Williams. I'm sorry. He oh, is, <laughs> he's a dork. He's a dork. And I say that in an endearing way, you know, like Batman. and Grant, the... Grant Williams is a nerd that knows he's a nerd. Exactly. Like, and he's like, nerd. He exactly. Not, you will not offend him by saying that. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why, I, you know, I don't feel any type of way by saying that. Um, but yeah, no aura, you know, talk shit on the court gets, you know, he's the guy I'm gonna make both misses both, you know, they lose the game. Trolling Jimmy gets torched like, you know, yeah, no aura, no aura at all. Um, but I think um, I'm not forgetting anything yet. Like I said, no rookies. Um, I think in terms of no aura, I think I would say that's it. 
Um, and then we have like on the bubble where I mentioned Tim. I would say he's on the bubble. I don't think he meets it. Like I said, he looks awkward a bit, but he's on the bubble. Um, another guy on the bubble, Josh. He's on the bubble only because he's too scary. Now, now we'll see next year if he shakes some of that like um pumpkin like tendencies. But um, he you can't you can't shrink. You can't shrink and have like aura. Um, but he's a guy, like I said, could very, if he gets very confident, he could, um, he could get into that aura, you know, echelon there, but I would put him on the bubble for now. Um, would you agree with the fact that he's on the bubble? Um, he, he plays an entertaining game, but he seems like a square, if that makes yeah. any sense. Like his game ain't really cool, if that makes sense, but yeah, he's yeah. entertaining. So I get it. Yeah. Um. Another guy on the bubble, um, Maxi. My son surprising. You could file him in no um. Aura, That's shocking because Maxi is square too. Or yeah, but I guess some women find him attractive, but he just seems like a very just a nice. He seems like one of my coworkers. Just a nice white guy, pleasant to be around. I don't. I don't know. Like. I wouldn't, how can I explain this? I wouldn't be nervous if my wife was around Maxi, but someone would find him attractive. I don't, or think he's uh, to be sought after, but basketball wise, no, nah, Maxi feels oralist, but you put him on nah, the bubble. The reason so let why, me let you explain why. Yeah, I, there's a reason why I he's on the bubble. Literally, one reason is because he has a celebration. Like to uh. me, you can't like <laughs> not too many guys ever said like and really it's a maxi like everyone knows three going it's up legit too. Maxi. it's, it's, it's a legit good, it's exactly a good celebration too it really is exactly so I I have to put him on the bubble because he like who else on the team like he I think he's the only guy on the team with a celebrate like a legit celebration like Luca don't have one nah. like that's his like but others like it's not like I said it's not too many dudes in the league that has like a celebration that's theirs you got D'Lo he got his um. Ice in his veins. Who else I'm thinking about? You got um, you know, Carmelo when he was in the league, the three fingers to the dome. Um, who else? There was one that was in my mind. Trey Young's his ice. Like you know, there's not many people with a celebration. It's not too many. So hey, the fact that Maxi, you know, who has a celebration, and I think he's oralist, and he's literally my favorite player in the NBA. The former, the former Mavericks point guard, Mr. Brunson. That shit so corny, bro. Yeah, the nose thing, yeah. That's my man. Y'all know that's my man. That's my favorite non-Maverick in the league. That's my guy. I, I got to admit something. I bought his old Maverick jersey, and I may or may not have bought a slam t-shirt when he was on the cover of his next joint, but I will not confirm or deny on that t-shirt. But my guy ain't got no swag. Do you agree? He's not half aura, but he's a good player. Um, in New York, he does. In the Mavs, the Mavs, I think New York, he's building it. He's building it. He's. Building oh, he it. got it. Okay. Right, I think right. he's building. Well, he's building it. Okay. Let's finish the list. Let's finish. The list. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Let's finish this up here. So yeah, Maxi, he literally just because he has a celebration, he has to be on the bubble. Um, and more people on the bubble. I I got everybody that is projected to stop. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's is that it for the bubble. I'm trying to think. I think so because the rest of these guys have aura. I feel like um, I gotta put you know Luca in there. Um, goofy guy. He's another one that's kind of goofy, smart. But like when he's on, like oh, like really? that game seven in Phoenix, that yeah. was just 
straight like Luca got aura. There's nothing. There's nothing. He looks. He it's funny because like he's Luca and he's kind of built like a. He got that by that motherfucker look cool when he who he do exactly yeah. And I mean Kyrie, not much to say about Kyrie. Everyone, I think, I think Kyrie literally may have the. Now I am about to totally, totally contradict myself. I see him with Kyrie. He is just fucking cool. He looks yeah. cool. His the the everything about his game. When I think of that phrase, what outside the context? And hell, fucking Kyrie, a handsome dude. I, I say it. He's a. He just looks cool. At all times, like that's a dude where I say, if you say that to me, I feel I totally agree that Kyrie has a word. Yeah, so he he has to me. Uh, I missed I missed somebody on the bubble. I knew I was missing somebody. Seth, I think Seth is on the bubble, and he's only on the bubble because of that um series against the Clippers where he was cussing out Paul George. He looked cool as fuck. That was the only yeah, time. Did. I saw Seth look <laughs> kind of cool. So other than that, you know him as being, you know, Seth Curry's less talented brother, which is why. He, uh, what, what was the series where I was mad? He was like, he was pissed off because he averaged like 20. Who did he cook in Philly? Oh, it was the Hawks. He fried the Hawks. Okay. Yeah. Um, In Philly too. Yeah. So he's Seth. I put him on the bubble. But um, getting back to the aura. Yeah. Um, We said Luca Kyrie, Jaden Hardy. Jaden oh, Hardy. Man. I'm sorry. He got it. He got the, and he's not as good as those guys, obviously, but yeah. in terms of being in the gym, like how he hoops, like he's like the hooper's hooper. You know, yeah. like if he gets, like, if he really makes his mark in the league, like if he gets really good, I could see him being a guy that guys really like. It's like, um, like, like, book, you could disagree with Booker, but Booker is like a hooper's hooper. <laughs> like all of the players really like Booker. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that, um, and I feel like Hardy's will be, like, once he really, you know, um, puts his game together. I feel like he'll be one of those type of dudes. And same with Kyrie. How you know the pl- like players really like Kyrie? Um, I think Hardy's gonna be in that camp. Yeah, I, I can see. Like, it's funny because we was talking about him in the chat earlier, but like Jamal Crawford, like players just love Jamal Crawford. They they put him so much higher than fans, and I think GM types do. But players think Jamal Crawford is so cold. Any conversation of handle, Jamal Crawford comes up. Like they you, I mean, I've shit, I've watched multiple players give interviews who got the greatest handle of all time, and they said Kyrie or Jamal Crawford. They were all, they're usually in the top three or four, which is kind of crazy because Jamal Crawford really wasn't that good. But I didn't think he's that good, but other players do. It's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. I think those are the only three guys on the team with like real aura, and I miss two guys, and one of them is even fucking insulting that I'm saying that. Um, Javale McGee, I'm not ranking him because first of all, he shouldn't even be on the goddamn team, but he has no aura. And I forgot about Rashawn Holmes. Um, I'd put him on the bubble. You know, when he had the gla- the goggles and the you know the glasses, I feel like when he had that going on, yeah, yeah, he was there, especially in Sacktown. Um, he was definitely on the bubble. I can do it. I can do it. I still I'm gonna be candid with you. I still am not sure. I just participate in this with you. And I'm still not sure how to uh ignite uh even know how we quantify aura, but it feels right. I'm gonna roll with it. I think I think we made good decisions. I, I say Kyrie, Luke, and Jay, 
when I think of like just cool basketball players who look cool when they play, it's the three guys. And like, how can I explain it? Luka and Kyrie are two of the best players at this point. It's, I know it's early, but arguably two of the best players to ever play basketball. But like I was saying with um, Jamal Crawford, like other players like Jaden Hardy, they always bring him up and he ain't really did shit yet, right? So I can see Jaden Hardy, he he got it. And I ain't gonna hold you. I only base like the attractive scale on like how girls on the timeline react or if my wife reacts when she's watching a game. Apparently Jaden Hardy is a handsome young young man. I'm asking. Um, I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. He's when they right now, I've stopped looking at like the rookies. They, they're a little too young. So, like, I try, you know, he's like, your age, man. Yeah, I mean, he ain't no, uh, what's, what's that dude you like? Theo Mallon? Was that him? Don't talk about him. <laughs> Leave him out of this. Don't talk about him. Anyway, um, but I mean, he, he yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Jaden's all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I didn't know. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to the homie. Oh my god, I am forgetting her name right now. Jazz. Oh my god, is she about to curse you out? Not Jazz. No. No. Who are you talking jazz. about? She never is asleep. She's never awake on time. T. T. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, T. Like, T thinks, I know how oh, attractive Jane Hardy is oh. based off T's tweets. She's my boo. She's how I know dudes are attractive. Hey, <laughs> okay, so I feel like it's a running bit now. Did Christian Wood have aura? Because I think by the standards we use him, I think he did. He He's only on the bubble, so I can only put him on the bubble because I don't like him. And I know... Like, you know what I'm saying? Objectively, maybe, but that's only because he... The reason why I cannot put him on the aura list is because I've seen him showboat when his team is down, like, 30. I can't... You know what I'm saying? Like, I cannot put you on no damn um aura list when I've seen things like that. So that's why you're going to be on the bubble to me. Um, I mean, one moment. I could definitely say one moment where he was full of aura, um, especially in his Mavs tenure was that first game of the season against the Suns when he oh. just would not miss and he... He hit, he hit the Jordan shrug. shrug. Oh, yeah, like, tough. that was a little all right. That was a little cool. That's, that's But that's all I'll give him. That's all I'll Listen, man, him. we be killing Christian Wood, and some of it's justified, but he had his moments, I sure. He did. He he did. I won't lie. He did, but... Because I didn't like him and I thought it was going to be a shit show. And granted, it wasn't like a shit show, but it turned out to be like not great to the point where we're not even, we didn't even think about giving him an offer and he remains unsigned. Yes, I'm going to try to gas it like it was, you I mean, know, okay, bad, his, but it, was, his, it wasn't all his, that his, bad. His other unsigned homeboy, uh, Kelly Oubre. Loser stench, yeah. Loser stench number two. See, I'm telling you, I'm not, dude, Kelly, he... He's just attractive. I don't see him as as having like aura. That's why I'm. That's he, that's another example of just because they're. And that's the thing. I don't even find him that attractive personally, but I could see how objectively he does look attractive. Um, but that's another example where attractiveness doesn't automatically um equate to aura. Like you so, gotta, it, it, it gotta be a mixture of things. Like Shay, 
is Shay's attractiveness plus how he looks in the court, how he carries himself and stuff like that. Kelly Uber, he kind of like, he kind of have the goofy ways to me too, like in the sense that, um, I don't know, it's he a little goofy to me too. I can't believe we just did this. And I but recorded yeah. it, and I'm going to put this on the internet. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think that's it, man. I can't yeah. believe we just did this. Yep. Or rankings, 21 going on 27. I blame, J- I, blame, I blame Jazz for all of this. I wasn't even, I must have missed this in the chat when she brought this up. because I don't. Remember. Oh, no, nah, she put it on the timeline. I don't remember agreeing to this. She asked um, her, you didn't, but um, <laughs> that's the beauty of this. You get forced into things. Yay. I hate you sometimes, man. I really <laughs> do. I really do. But anyway, um, y'all hear from us next week. We're going to wrap it up. We sitting here doing our rankings. We at that point in the summer. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, if y'all ain't noticed, I got a new mic. I hope I when I re-listen to this, I hope the feedback from my computer speakers aren't too bad. But Excuse me. Anyway, we will holler at y'all next week. We thank y'all for listening. Peace.